calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. My name is Aram, I'm the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, and welcome back for episode 31 as we meet our newest character, a wild elf named Rena. We bet you're pretty eager to get to this episode, but before we do, we have two quick shout-outs. The first one to our good friends at Battle Barn. BattleBards creates unparalleled audio for all of your RPG tabletop needs, and this week we are continuing to showcase some of their brand new soundtracks. They have original weapon sounds, spell sounds like disintegration, soundscapes for traps and other mechanical creations, complete scripts to spice up all of your NPCs. These here are the finest weapons ever wrought by mortal hands. Even the earth-shaking roar of a massive beast. So if you want your game to sound as good as God's Fall, check out BattleBards.com. We bet a lot of you are wondering what happened to Doriel Nod after he teleported the ship at the end of Season 1 and then vanished. You can find out on How We Roll. As you teleport the immense ship, your awareness blends into crystalline fractals that spiral out into a multi-dimensional tunnel of shining white light. A myriad of transforming shapes fly through you, ripping apart the very fabric of space-time, forming whirling images in abnormal, impossible Euclidean angles. And we'll post links for that episode in the notes of our own. So without further ado, let's get to the show. How about this? Let's do this. Uh, my name is, and I'm playing... Okay, how this, do you want to say her name, by the way? How, how, well, it's your character. How are you saying it? I was going with Rena Falaval. But, okay, Rena Falaval uh, then. Perfect. Okay. I just like, I was like, I don't know if this is how, because it's Elfie. Hi, my name's Kelly, and I play Rena Falaval, a level four wild elf ranger. You have been training okay. for the better part of two years uh, to be this. Basically, I mean, this, you've, 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 you've spent levels one through f four uh -huh. training specifically for this task. Uh, right. As 
as an elf, especially as a wild up, and you, you would years spent doing something. Like we would do basic training for two to four months. They're doing basic training for, th for three years because elves look at things in a much right. larger time scale. Yeah. So you've been, so Automil's been sponsoring you for this. Mm -hmm. He chose you. Uh, you've known each other since you were younger. You're a cousin of his. So there was some relation there and he picked you out very young, the equivalent of about 12, mm -hmm. in order to start training to be one of the guardians. At the time, he was unaware that, well, he wasn't aware that he was mm -hmm. uh, divinely enhanced, much less you, okay? Right. You started training, he saw a spark of this emerge from you, he took you to Hagent. <laughs> Despite what she told the other players, mm -hmm. she actually showed you a bit of magic. Now, you weren't magically capable, so she was confused at first as to what was happening, but then realized that there was this connection to the old gods. Yours happened before Ademiel's did. Okay, so you were revealed before him. There was something about that that made you feel incredibly special, and also there was something that Hagen seemed to underline because she could, even afterwards when Ademiel's divinity was was revealed. He was always treated a little differently than Hagen. Hagen loves him and they're very, very close, but she never protected him mm -hmm. the way that she protected you. And he was the same way. Even when the players came to visit and everyone in the village heard about these characters who were attached to the old gods, they kept you away. They, you know, they told you, you cannot be seen right. by these people by these people and you hid you right. kind of looked out through the window exactly and you come yeah. on i just want to peek you watched them all train you watched them go through everything right. you watched hagen push doro off. off the edge yeah and for <laughs> a second there you're like, and then you know he was fine yeah. right yeah so you've been watching all of this now about uh on the first of um ion which is uh the equivalent of december okay here. so the first of ion or i think it may, actually might be january <laughs> no, it's December. So the first of the equivalent of December. Yeah. You have embarked on your final uh, guardianship test. You are in a group with Sebu, who you've probably heard in the, in the podcast earlier. Yeah. Sebu and Yeva. You are part of a three-person team tasked with hunting down and killing a Yeti, returning with its hide and horns as proof. The Yeti were once kept in check by the dwarves of Pilar. After they fell along with much of the world following the gods' war, the white-faced beasts quickly occupied much of the snow-capped spine of the world. Every winter, as blankets of snow filters down onto the floor of the ironwood, they venture forth in search of their favorite delicacy, wild elf meat. And one of the things that the Guardians do is help control this population of Yeti. You're not looking to exterminate them, you understand that they exist, and that they're right. creatures, but you want them to fuck out of your forest because they right. can eat you. So you are on a three-person hunt looking for this Yeti. Mm -hmm. uh, current, current, currently, Yeva is taking point and you and Sebu are in the back. Sebu and Adamil have never been friends. They have never gotten along. But and cousins. Well, Sebu and Adamil are cousins too. And Adamil has picked over Sebu a couple times mm -hmm. for sponsorship. He's, he never did a sponsor him, so Sebu had to get a sponsorship through a different elf, through a right. different guardian, and he's not pleased. He's been picked over, and frankly, he doesn't like you too much either. <laughs> you know, sibling, no. sibling rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sibling so rivalry, and yeah. also, you know, he's older, right. you know, and he's got more of a traditionalist stance, um, so he believes that, you know, he's older, he's first, right. he's a dude, there's, yeah. all, there's a lot, a there's lot, a lot of going for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, at least in his mind, mm -hmm. you know. 
Your character, as the audience is now going to find out, is a wild elf attached to the god of luck. Yeah. How that works in our, in, now your, your power isn't as flashy mm -hmm. as some of the other ones are. I right. mean, you're not going to be throwing, you're going to be hovering in midair and <laughs> creating invisible shields or teleporting from one side to the right. um, next or turning into a giant beast or melding with a dragon <laughs> yeah, turtle. Yeah, that's kind of scary, but yeah. you know. <laughs> Torbic, but, you do you. <laughs> right, exactly. What you will be doing, though, is being lucky. And to represent luck, I'm looking at this kind of like the long shot model from the X-Men. And that's, frankly, before, to read, to read before your time. I, like, uh. I know. That's, I, I literally was reading that comic before you were born. But, this, uh, but, the, but long shot basically was part of a very powerful X-Men uh, team. There was even their teleporter was this aboriginal who could basically swing a stick around and take them to not only any place in the world, but any dimensional point throughout time and space. Very, very high-powered team. Right. And then Longshot's just this dude who's really acrobatic and bouncing around, throwing hand knives, yeah. right? But taking out a, a, a Sentinel's arm because he's so damn lucky, he can throw it to pinpoint exactly where it I needs to go. Not being hit because he's so goddamn lucky he can bounce all around. Yeah. How do you represent that as mechanics in a game? You yeah. roll a 24-sided die instead of a 20-sided die. Anything 20 to 24 counts as a critical. So that happens a lot. <laughs> the case, you know, it happens instead of one out of 20 times, it happens, what is it, one out of every six. Because your luck is attached to fate, you need to pick one 24-sided die to, to be your main, and then one as your backup. That'll be your advantage-disadvantage die. You can't swap them. You have to roll one for one, and then one if you get advantage or disadvantage. Right. Just the audience knows there is an array of dice be before uh, Kelly right now. She has the option of two red ones, which are identical, and she knows she can't pick both of them because she can't trick me. There's a blue one, a black one, a green one, a white one, and a yellow one. These are all pretty standard dice colors. They're huge and clanky. They are huge <laughs> and clanky. You'll be hearing them a lot. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go favorite color blue. Smart. That's going to be one. And yep. then advantages and disadvantages. Um, I think we're going to go white. because that just cool. know, sounds good. So blue all and right. white. Blue and white it, it is. The other ones return. <laughs> I picked the two worst die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be funny. But no. I'll become K in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny, actually. Oh my God, please oh, no. It's, oh, it's a curse. Probably all women are cursed here. Sorry. <laughs> I'm leaving now. <laughs> so you are in this group with these other wild elves, with Sebu and Yeva, and Yeva has taken point. You guys are walking through the woods. Sebu has been pretty quiet this entire time. Um, you've been out for two days now. Right. I've still seen nothing, but you've recently found tracks and dumb, so you're pretty sure you're on the way. Sebu's like, what, what, we, what kind of facial expression are we gonna see? Like, like upset, like to be. Sebu's got a lot of rest of resting bitch face. Just yeah. all just I like, like, what is his bitch it's face? Always right now? <laughs> a bad smell in yeah. the air. You know, so that yeah. look at all yeah. times. Yeah. So that's normal for him, so I would look at him and just be like, yeah, it's just him. Pretty really normal yeah, for him, okay. at least for what you've seen. Right. You know, because this has been how, this is the cold shoulder you've gotten from the beginning. So you guys got to the Adung. Uh, he thinks it's due north. He's absolutely convinced that the creature must have gone north. Yeva's not so sure. Yeva thinks the creature might have gone west. Can I roll see what I think? Yeah, absolutely you can. <laughs> so am I going to roll 24? Roll survival, survival. And yes, roll survival and roll 20. You, you rolled the 24-sided dice for everything. Okay. This is good because I have pluses in this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 13. Yeah, you, you, you're, I mean, there's good arguments either way. You're yeah. pretty sure Yeva's right. 
So they like are they bickering about this or is this just kind of yeah, like no a, no they're at a they're at a a standoff and are basically right. looking for you to break the tie. I'm gonna agree with uh, with uh, Yeva. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. She smiles very slightly. Right. Because she's not a big, a big fan of Seb, of uh, Sebu either. <laughs> well, so we don't like him. Right? Okay. All right. He's so well, he's not a very likable guy. I mean, none of his friends are here, and even when you've seen his friends, he's pretty curt with them too. So you're not sure <laughs> exactly how this guy has any. But yeah, um, he, you know, Sebu just snarls and <laughs> gets back into a position, and Sorry. Yeva takes up point. Okay. You guys go for another 14 minutes. She, she pauses a couple times and holds up her hand silently. You all freeze, mm -hmm. and then she waves you on, and you all move again. You did, you did it a couple of times until you reach the edge of a clearing. It is wide and dotted with a few large snow-capped boulders. So this is just made, but it's all trees. So okay. it's really, really thick with them, mm -hmm. and there's a few boulders, and everything's just covered in a blanket of snow. You guys are awesome. all at this entrance of the clearing. There are five large snow-capped boulders dotting the entrance. Okay. And there are tracks everywhere in this area. Very large, barefoot, obviously, yetis, or some oh. other large, you know, a creature that walks <laughs> with two feet. But you're all pretty sure these are yeti tracks, and they crisscross all over this area. Some of them covered almost completely in snow, mm -hmm. obviously older, some of them fresh. Right, so yeah. this is like Maypath-ish. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I'm just kind of, I guess waiting for her to give me some kind of explanation. Well, she's looking at you two. Mm. So she's basically like, like, you know, this is where, I mean, everything gets jumbled at this point. Right. We're gonna have to do some, you know, we have to explore around to, to pick up whatever the trail is out of here. Okay. Is Sebu uh, saying anything, giving anything? Nodding, nodding, nodding. I mean, he's a little quiet. He's been, yeah. re he, he's I mean, been rebuffed like, twice yeah. now, but yeah. he's, but he's, a, but he, a, he, a, I mean, there's a logical path here and he agrees. Right. I'm kind of given the sign of like, do we want to spread out? We want to look around. What are so we you kind of you just come like three, yeah, and then here because three cover, right? right? So three spread out, yeah, and, and they both kind of nod. All right, cool. All right, so which way do you want to start moving? Um, I want to go around the like left. Okay, so you're gonna start moving this way. Yeah. All right, she's gonna go straight in. Okay. And he'll go off to this side. Okay. All right, roll investigation. Investigation. This is another one I have things in. This is good. Seven plus two, nine. Nine, okay. <laughs> all right, so. Oh. Investigation, not so great, but whatever. All right, so you all are looking around and inspecting the area. Yeah. And you're seeing a lot of older tracks here. Okay. And you can signal that. Sebu's saying the same thing. She says she sees a pair of fresh ones moves up here, and I need a perception roll. Perception. Ooh, I got plus. I just got, you're getting everything I have plus <laughs> in. I'm just excited. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Four plus four, eight. Oh, uh, well, you're, well you're, you're, you're your element, but you're in your own head. Loving because, the nature around yeah, me. <laughs> everything's amazing. You're, this is the last test you need to right. really become part of the tribe. And you are kind of a little focused in your own immediate area. <laughs> right. Until a scream from Yeva grabs your attention. This boulder wasn't really a boulder. Oh. It was a Yeti lying in wait who has now reached and clutched her around the throat. Okay. And she's like lifted off the ground and is clawing at his fingers. Initiative. Okay. So. Oh, I'm I still rolling 24 for this? Why did I roll a natural 20 for initiative? But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So still 24? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You roll a 25 cool. for everything. Awesome. Rolls forever. 
Yeah, it does, doesn't it? 14. 14? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to have, where's my initiative book? There it is. All right. Normally, Michael does initiative for me. Yeah. So I just realized I have to do my own initiative. <laughs> oh, no. You have to yeah, do your numbers. <laughs> I know. Yes. We're going to get a 14, and I'll put the other two in. Oh, okay. They also go in at 14, so all of you are going at 14. <laughs> okay. So you turn, and Seb turns just in time to see the Yeti with her in the air, and he's going to try and gut her. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be left alone with him. Ooh. Okay, well, both hit. Six plus ten. And I, she was point. Okay, yeah, he has her by the neck yeah. and just snaps it. Just right in front of you. His, his fingers flex for a second turn this this way. Her neck's crack, and she goes limp. And he drops her right to the ground. I do like a little gasp, and then like hold, like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> but, like try to cut it off because I don't want to be heard. No, sure, <laughs> totally. Yeah, and then, you know, it's, um, hang on. Well, it sees Sebo. Oh. So it's it's moving to to towards him. You're okay. next. So I'm technically stealthish right now because he doesn't see me. So he seems not to be going for you. Right. Anyway. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he's walking towards Sebu right now. Yep. Okay. Is he going fast? Like lumbering? Oh no, he's like... going to where like boom, boom. Oh, okay. Like he's going right. for him. Yeah. Okay. What's Sebu doing? <laughs> Sebu is moving yeah. to the, like, like just to the edge of the boulder and is clearly going to fire an, an, an arrow and then maybe step behind it. He's looking to, like, to use the boulder to put it between right. him and the, and the Yeti. The boulder closest to me is like, right in front of me. <laughs> Can I like, notice if it's a uh, like boulder or something else? Well, that one looked exactly like a boulder. Yeah. So, I mean, you could... You could like, you know, like you could like tap it if you want to. <laughs> I'm gonna run up and just like give it a little like, like you could, you know, I mean, thump thump. I mean, you know? as you, as you're looking at it now, you can notice why that wasn't a boulder. Yeah. Like you can see details in his in his feet that you thought were a cracks in a boulder. Right. Clearly now the blue grayish area of his feet. And that's not going feet. on in front of the rock in front no, of me. No, it's okay. not. Yeah, you you All can right. see the difference now. Okay, so I'm gonna try and take like. A shot at him, but then nice. like as soon as I take the shot, I get back behind the boulder. Oh yeah, sure. So totally. then it looks like nothing happened. He just totally. got hit with a you know arrow. So you're gonna move to like yeah. here and then duck behind. Yeah. Okay. After I take my shot. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Roll to hit. Okay. Here we go. And what arrow are you using, by the way? Just like. It can summon normal arrows, sleep arrows, flare arrows. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'll try a sleep arrow just to see if I can get him to like probably not conk him out, but I mean you know, I'll try. Smart try. <laughs> so to hit, I add. What do I? Oh, that plus where we're so let me let me see your bow. Let's figure this out real quick. Yeah, actually. I just have it right there. That's okay. Yeah. All right, so your dex is plus three. So we're gonna yeah. take plus three. You went with the bow style, right? Archery, so yeah. that's another plus two, so that's plus five. And plus then I didn't one. grab a feat because I didn't know what one to grab. Because like for fourth level, I didn't grab a feat yet, so I'm kind oh, of like, yeah. You know what? Let's pause for okay. a second and handle that. <laughs> yeah. I would suggest because you that suggested that one, and I didn't. What I didn't know which one you were suggesting, and I was like. Eh. Well, you will. First of all, you get the luck feat yeah. as part of your character build. Oh. So let's add that first. Okay. You, have the, you, cool. you, you have the luck feat, the way that that um. works. Okay, lucky. You have inexplicable luck that seems to kick in at just the right moment. You have three luck points. Whenever you make an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, you can spend one luck point to roll an additional d20. You can choose to spend one of your luck points after you roll the die, but before the outcome is determined. 
You choose which of the D20s is used for the attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. In this one instance, you can switch your dice. Okay. Okay, in this one instance, you can right. choose which one if you're using your <laughs> luck roll. Okay. The one time only. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. So you get three of those uh, per long rest. Okay, long rest. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. And then the other one that you were talking about? Now, the other one I was yeah. thinking of, and you, and you can pick whatever you want, but... Cool. So, sharpshooter. You've mastered ranged weapons and can make shots that others find impossible. You gain the following benefits. Attacking at long range does not impose disadvantage on your ranged attack rolls, which is huge. Your ranged weapon, your ranged weapon attacks ignore half cover or three-quarters cover. Full cover, you don't get a beat on them. But, right. like, if someone's head is popping up, they would normally have three-fourths a cover, boom. It's like they're exposed in, in, cool. in the open for you. Right. And before you make an attack with a ranged weapon, this is the biggest one. Uh -huh. Bef be before you make an attack with a ranged weapon that you are proficient with, you can choose to, to take a negative five penalty to hit. If you do hit, plus 10 damage. Oh, okay. I read that. Okay. All right, mm -hmm. cool. And that is doubleable, by the way. So if you were to roll uh, within your crit range, okay, if you mm -hmm. rolled 20 to 24, right. that would double that plus 10. So it's a devastating attack. Okay, so favorite enemy you have. Natural Explorer you already have, correct? Okay. Yeah, I have those. Fighting style you have. You have yeah. natural lore. No. I didn't think so. Okay. At second level, your knowledge of herbalism allows you to gather medicinal oh, yeah, yeah. herbs while foraging. Okay. During a short rest, you can create a number of non-magical herbal salves equal to your wisdom modifier. These salves must be applied within 24 hours of their creation or they lose their potency. Application of herbal salves takes one minute. At second level, so this is something you have to do during a rest. You can't just like apply this in combat, right? <laughs> I make salves. Yeah. I dodge I make salves <laughs> and I dodge arrows. At second level, your herbal salves can be used to replicate the effects of a cure wound spell when applied to a creature. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> At ninth level, your salves can be used to replicate the effects of a lesser restoration spell, which is very just nifty. Just better. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to love me. Mm -hmm. uh, now, you also have Scout's Instinct. Okay. At third level, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make with any two of the following skills. Okay. Investigation, Nature, Perception, Stealth, or Survival. We're, we're, uh, we're uh, building her an alternate ranger, mm -hmm. one that does not use spells. And she is with a three-person, now two-person two team, <laughs> who has been tasked with uh, killing a, a yeti and bringing back its fur, and that's the last task of the Guardians. Well, Sebu can't die, otherwise it's a typical Right, exactly, exactly. So we well, know Sebu's, <laughs> Sebu's she, gonna live one way or the other. She took the snap to the neck. Oh, um. uh, yeah. So they basically, uh, they uh, tracked him to this. She was the one that liked me, so, you know. <laughs> exactly. And then the party's just gonna hate me. <laughs> yeah. But I don't like rangers. Okay, come yeah. on side. I don't like elves. They can eat somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to work great. <laughs>would have told you everything right. that happened from Turtle Fest, from, well, not from Turtle Fest, he wasn't there, but <laughs> everything from the Ironwood yeah. that he was present for, right. he would happily tell you everything right. about, including the fact that those four that you, that you <laughs> saw, but weren't allowed to talk to, the right. four that you saw, that they entered the Temple of Orem, which oh. you, of course, had heard about. Yeah. You'd walked on the steps of the Temple of Orem, too. That know. temple never opened for you. Okay, yeah. that's cool.
There was no. more of you. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> it opened for Doro specifically. For Doro specifically, yes. It did open for Doro specifically. There was still more of you. He is, after all, the god, uh, he is, after all, the god of travel, and the one who discerns all paths. I have never used all right, well, you're good. my proficiency bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I, have ne I have never, like, in, uh, in my saving throws, yeah. my saving yeah. throws, I have never used it. Like, kidding. No, no, we found that out. He's never used like, it. Oh my god! I, every time I've rolled like a, a, a constitution saving throw. You just throw. read that? Yeah, I yeah. just read, oh, I have a plus one. Yeah. Uh, this whole time. I just wondered. You know, Michael always has like low pluses. And yeah. I just kind of wondered. <laughs> Michael Roche rolls shit. That right. is pretty uh, standard. I'm a pretty I was like, maybe it's because he's a human. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> unlucky. So. Yeah. It's because you spend too much time worrying. <laughs> I know. It's That's like, what it is. Well, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hopefully be the well, opposite right of you. Right now you can worry about Sever because he has a Yeti coming straight towards him. Yeah. So what do you want to do? Okay. We're gonna change up a little bit. Actually, I'm gonna ready an action, and if things start going south with him, so like I'll let him take his shot because he's obviously prepping to make his shot. Gotcha. But then, you know, I'll just try and hit after him. So, so it's like Sebu's trained very similarly to how you are. Yeah. And you see him pull back hard <laughs> on his bow where his front arm is shaking and hold it until the yeti closes within 30 feet. He's definitely looking to take a kill shot. Okay. Or trying to anyway. I hope he does. <sighs> Why well, it hit, <laughs> so there's that, but barely. Like, it shot out, and he was clearly shooting until he like, hit him right in the head, but it yeah. ends up hitting him in the left shoulder instead. Well, you know, anything counts, anything counts. That's right. Still a pretty clean hit. The arrow sinks deep into the Yeti's shoulder. It lets out a blood-curdling howl and puts its head down to charge straight forth at Cebu. Okay, so I'm going to take my shot now. Here we go. 21. Nice. Plus that the... So you, so that's a, that's a critical. And then, so since Sebu hit it first, do I get to do my colossal? Oh yeah, because it's, it's, yes. it's like whenever it's damaged, right? Yeah. Yeah. So five and then one. One. And then so six. Five and one, and then you double then your bonus to do damage. So that's plus 12. Six plus 12? 17. Nice. So <laughs> you, <laughs> deep, so his arrow sunk six deep into 12, its left. 18. Yeah. Six was supposed to be 18, yes it is. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Euro no. six deep in, six deep, yes it is. Euro six, deep, his arrow six deep into the Yeti's left shoulder. It continued to charge forward. Yours, boom, strikes him right in the back thigh. He turns and growls at you. But I jumped behind the rock. Right, <laughs> right. And he keeps going straight towards Sebu. Oh, okay, good. So he just I charges. I mean, not good, but like better. Sebu moves behind this rock here. <laughs> he charges up and tries to take a swing at him. He has a 10-foot reach, by the way. Oh. He's a larger creature. Okay, well, don't kill him. I know him. Oh. No! He hit, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see what happens. And then I'm the lone one. Okay, so he runs up and goes for Sebu's neck. Sebu kind of rolls with it, but claws dig deep into his chest and tear out a chunk of elf flesh. You hear this crackling as his flesh freezes where the claws hit. So they seem to like freeze his flesh and you see this blue, you know, the very clear sign of being frostbit around right. the wound. Sebu well, I don't want to get yells and stumbles back and is almost like on the ground, but he's got his and he, and he has like, he, he's dropped his bow, he has a short sword out, and that's okay. where he is right now. Maybe that's why you're such a dick to us, he's in pain. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he gets for being an elf. <laughs> Let's 
my turn again? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Okay, well, jumping back on top of my boulder, and we're going to go for another one. Throw me an athletics to jump on top of the oh, boulder. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> 18 plus 3. Nice little jump up, alighting perfectly on the on the in front. You just slide down the snow just a little bit until you're at the point of it. All perfectly this balanced. It's like sniper shooting <laughs> with a bow. All right, so longbow shot again. Michael, did you bang your head? No. Oh, oh, it's just it's, 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 it's just the tag of your hat. Okay. I thought it looked like a bandage. No. No. Oh. No. No. Okay. That's a problem with dice. No. So there's always a chance. Oh, a critical <laughs> fail. So you jump up on the lip of it. You it's slide so down just perfectly. You line up your shot and you go just a few inches too much and tumble off the front of the boulder <laughs> face first into the snow and unfortunately lose your turn this round. You as you're pulling yourself your face up out of, right. the, out of the snow and shaking the snow out of your face, yeah. you hear a scream. Oh, I tried to help. That was really lucky. As the thing comes down onto Sebu, Sebu rolls a natural 20 Yay. and drives his short sword deep into its chest. Kill it. Oh, for a large amount of damage. Blood splashes onto him. Blood that's the equivalent of anti-afree. So you see steam rise up from the snow uh, around him and coughing and sputtering from Sebu as the creature stumbles back with its hands wrapped around the hilt of the short sword. Well, with one hand wrapped around the hilt of the short sword. So he stumbled is- Stumbled backwards? Stumbled backwards and okay. also is not taking an action this turn. Okay. Nice job, Sebu. Way to save your own life and keep the, and keep the, con the continuity of my story. <laughs> because I obviously can't. Um, <laughs> just gonna keep doing this until he dies. There you go. <gasps> 17 plus... Plus six, that'll six, hit. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So two and one. So how much damage is that total? So three plus six. Three plus six is nine. Yeah. Plus six. No, right? no, that was the plus six right there. Oh, right? oh, you rolled three and you added. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so boom, it goes right into like his upper right shoulder, and you see him like kind of twitch and look back at you, but he still seems focused on Sebu. Okay. But he's looking bad. There's blood. His his whole right arm now is kind of slumped right. down, so he looks hurt. Right. But he also looks enraged. Yeah. All right, Sebu is up onto his feet, and he okay. also sees that it's hurt, and he goes to, to put one right into its chest. It is wounded. He sits it like right about here, just uh -huh. missing the heart, and the thing is now fully over. Its eyes are kind of wild and unfocused. There's blood coming from its mouth, but it has not stopped. It's still going for Sebu. So is it Yeti's turn or Magic? Oh no, it's uh, the Yeti's turn. It's gonna okay. charge him. and misses. It oh swings clumsily and just goes over Sebu's head as he ducks down underneath right. and There's goes to grab his sword. Stuff, so you know. yep. <laughs> okay. This is so sad. <laughs> this poor Yeti's dying angry, <laughs> sad and cold and afraid. Yep. He snapped my best friend. Right. Hunted to death by wait, the elves. You did, <laughs> wait, you did walk in just after it popped out of being a fake boulder and snapped her friend's neck in one hand. So, you Everybody know. I just watched that happen. Like, yeah. It was hungry. Exactly. <laughs> um, yum, yum, elves. He dropped it after he, he killed her. She didn't, like, take a munchie, you know? That's, like, that's true. He didn't just, just go right and eating her. He went no, to go kill the next one. No, he just snapped it and was like, bye. Yep, he's got a store for the winter. Yeah. Just like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so, planning one in him again because it's time for him to go down. There you go. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, 15 no. plus... 15 plus 6 will hit. Yeah. 3, and 3, 6 plus 6, 12. Perfect. <laughs> so you just, boom, right in the back of his head, right at the base of the spine. You just see it stumble for a sec, collapse to its knees, and fall down, dead. And then victory thing. <laughs> <laughs> you run over to Yeva. Right. She is dead. Like dead, dead. Straight out dead. Her neck is snapped. Her head is still at this weird angle, and her right. eyes are wide open. I'm gonna like place her out flat, close her eyes, kind of do like a little prairie thing, you know, kind of thing mm -hmm. going on. Because you know, Sevo kind of walks died. over and is quiet as well. Right. I mean, you guys don't like each is other. He okay? Is he like limping over? How are we? How are he's doing? He's hurt. Okay. He's hurt, but he's okay. He's I mean, a traditionalist. Yeah. He understands what has happened. He certainly respects the sacrifice. Right. So you guys say a few words and right. and then you know and then skin the thing. I would imagine, right? Yeah. All right. You spend about half an hour taking its horns and taking its hide. It's, it's part of the thing. <laughs> she has to bring it back. Well, to the species hunted to extinction. I know. Once again, by the elves. <laughs> so, I gotta do what I gotta do. So, <laughs> you take its horn and its hide. You. Uh, you basically yeah, faction a makeshift. By these people now. <laughs> you fashion Torvik does. <laughs> you, you fashion a makeshift uh, skiff, I guess, like when it's two poles and like a tarp in the middle, and you drag someone because you got to bring the body back. Right. Yeah. So you guys faction a, a, a makeshift I'm litter or whatever. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys take the body back to right. the camp. Obviously, this puts a damper yeah. on uh, your Solemn ceremony, but. Uh, you are met by Hagent and Ademiel and some of and some of the elders, and they take the body in. There are some quiet words said. Uh, everyone's pretty down about this, but this mm -hmm. happens. I mean, Yetis are very, very dangerous. This is right. why you guys hunt them, and sometimes the test leads to a few losses. They go through the whole ceremony, and you guys are officially indoctrinated as guardians of the Ironwood and given your bows, or you are allowed to keep your bows. Right. Now, <laughs> the bows aren't given to one person individually. Yeah. The bows are used by several people. So you'd literally mm -hmm. show up, get your bow, go out mm -hmm. on assignment, and come back. Right. A couple of the elite people have their bows all the time. Mm -hmm. Automule's one of them. Right. You're one of the training crew that right. all shares the same <laughs> bow. So this okay. is the one that's like for yours and like three other people. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, then six months later, um, you have been a guardian for a while. You've been on missions. You've mm -hmm. helped keep the for safe, you've made sure right. that, you know, people Doing stick to them. <laughs> Basically, you know, the young ones, the early guardians stick to the road. Mm -hmm. There are two roads at the north and south. You patrol the north mm -hmm. and then others patrol the south. And you basically just spend that time going up and down the tree line, washing that road. And if, and if a caravan or a merchant so much as steps into the ironwood, you're on them. You know, to politely Supposedly. remind them that you need to go back. <laughs> we got the trade right. for a whole hour. And Sebu, <laughs> we got all the way to that fucking grove. Sebu watched you that whole hour. Anything. That whole hour when you stepped in, Sebu watched you, but he knew something was different, so he waited. But he watched no, you the entire time. Oh wait, what did I say? You said Sebu. Ademil, right? sorry. Ademil would not have, sorry, Sebu would not have waited. Sebu would have put arrows Ademil in you right away. Hunting. I thought we stumbled upon him. No, 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 he no. stepped out. He stepped out when uh, you when confronted the bear. the bear. Plus, he's wearing that mask. And the mask allows him to see magic, and you guys glowed very heavily as magical. And he was like, mm, "That's suspicious." <laughs> so he waited, and he had seen that before because she got her powers before he did. And the only reason why he never met her is because Hagent and Ademil told her to stay put and stay hidden. 
that she was not to be seen by you, that she was not allowed to interact with them. And while she didn't fully understand, she respects them and listened. So do what you need to do. <laughs> you've been training a one-on-one -on -one with Ademiel pretty much throughout this entire experience, but now you're kind of assigned to him as if you are the rookie cop. This is the same day, by the way, that you guys stepped into the tower. So the same day you guys entered the union, she went to River Run with Ademiel. You're on the hunt for Cebu. Cebu has left, has stolen a guardian bow along with three jars of this dried blue dirt. And you only roughly know about what this is used for. You've seen Hagent use it in ceremonies before, but it's also, once you understand, if you put this mud upon a spell caster and you have them use their magic while it's on them, the mud gets charged with their individual signature of magic. Once that's been done, and scraped off and you collect all the mud into a jar. Once that's been done, they can go to the root of one of the ironwood trees and drain water from it. If they put that water into a pool, line it with secret stones and sprinkle the mud into the middle of it, it'll show an area of wherever that person is in the world. And that's what they've been using to track these guys. Yeah. Now, as far now they did it because Hagen's smart, and she was like, well, if there's, we, we, we don't want to interfere, mm -hmm. but if there are four people who are going to be new gods, it's probably a good idea, especially if one of them, you know, well, let's see, if there are five people who are going to be new gods, and if one of them is attached to Sephora, who she's been told is going to burn her whole forest down, she'd like to know where they are. No! Yeah, that's what <laughs> she's been told. Now, well, no. if it has to happen. <laughs> wow. wow, wow, I'm gonna support Para over the elves, that's for damn sure. Yes, no, I understand that. I'm just saying that that's what they've been told. So they wanted to know where you guys were. So they covered them with this mud. They kind of tricked them into, yeah. you know, because they didn't know that they were gonna be tracked after all this. It's for the magic. <laughs> so you know that Sebu stole those jars though. Mm -hmm. He stole the three jars with the mud with them in it. Well, with the mud that would track them. <laughs> right. And left with that oh. and a bow. And you have tracked him through conversations about people who had seen him and where he'd gone. You have tracked him down to River Run and are looking for him now. So, so those three jars would have been uh, from Para, Fine, and myself. Correct. Just the spellcaster. Well, Para, no, because. Yeah, because it was the three yeah. of us that were in that room that were like. Yes, you're right, because the, because the dwarf, well, even though the dwarf's a spellcaster, it's a whole different thing. So right, he wasn't in there. We just took him to a yep. tree. Correct. Yeah. And so, I was asleep. Right. Well, also, you're not, you're not a spellcaster, so it wouldn't have worked. Maybe so, one day. No. 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 First of all, the sorcerer. First of all, first of all, no multi-classic. I cast command. No. 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 No multi-classic. You just struck No multi-classic. Fireball. No. That would be great. There was a story about this guy who only played dumb ogres. Right, well, I'm mean, sorry, uh, you know, uh, no, dumb half No, that's the story I told you. But the guy runs thought in, that you someone that wrote one? this story for I thought, some reason. I, I, thought I, I read up, that. I said, you know what would be the funniest rogue, because I was complaining about Doro about right. something, I said, the funniest rogue would be a half-orc rogue. Right. Because right. I could see it as like a learning little montage you'd see on a commercial or something where he's standing in the foreground addressing the audience, and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to pick pockets. Right. <laughs> and he's like in a tavern, right? And people are just not even paying attention or whatever, and he just goes over to a guy and just pounds him <laughs> right in the head. The guy falls over, and he just... 
takes his money and he says, that's how you pick pockets. <laughs> right. And like it's a whole series right. about how he's he a was, rogue. He was this is how you pick locks. He and was he just, just punches yeah. the door in. He was going <laughs> to charge into a room and just like have a big a club and just hit someone in the face with it and go, sneak attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how you hide. And he knocks everyone out. No one can see me. <laughs> I'm invisible. Yeah. It's like, that would be awesome. That would be I the best that. character. I would yeah, love yeah. that character. And it was him. It'd be like, Fireball, they would like throw like a barrel of ale at you and then light you with a torch. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so like, we're just to like glare at the shop. Yeah, yeah just kind of like yep. give him an eye. Like, my eyes on you don't know what you. I've been through. <laughs> uh, roll investigation. Okay. Automil spots him first. So you guys are kind of like at the edge of the market. You're kind of looking around and Automil taps you, points, right. and there's Cebu. He's got a cloak up and he's got obviously his bows and everything hidden underneath this very wide a cloak. And he's kind of moving around the bazaar, looking left to right. Mm-hmm. I want you to roll three perception rolls to see how well you track him. Okay. Oh, Nice. So. Well within your sight. So you're basically like, there's a stall, and then right. so you like lose him for a second, and boom, got eyes at him. You're kind of like trying to be cool, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, so cool. he will absolutely recognize you. So you've got your right. cloak kind of up, and yeah. you're being cautious here, right. you know. Someone, oh no, 15 plus six. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. And then 17 plus six. All right, so you have tracked him the entire, the entire prince, dead even with him. At the very end, he turns to look your way. You step back for a, a second. Oh, what a fascinating <laughs> bracelet. Oh, this is just, mm-hmm. And you see him step into a tavern. Automil rounds around on the other side at the same time and nods to you, mm-hmm. and you guys begin to approach it. It is a tavern, it is uh, on the edge of the forest, like right as the civilization began, so the back of it almost pressed up right against the trees. Mm-hmm. It is called Jax. And uh, you can kind of see through the front windows. Jax is a dimly lit tavern with a roaring fire that fills the room with a thick perfume of burning pine. Better kill this bitch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate him. You guys do. You <laughs> hate him <laughs> so much. Yeah, that guy's a total dick. If we, if we even like went to great lengths to be nice to the guy. You tried very hard <laughs> not like, to kill him. We should all just be on the same team, you douche. Right, and he's he was like, like oh, because you're dumb. I hate you. <laughs> yep, that's pretty exactly well, it's okay, happened. because he told you he was going to kill you next time Sully too. So, you know, <laughs> you can have a like battle royale and see who wins. We certainly <laughs> try. I'm glad we're getting to see River Run. We always wanted to go. I know, I'm excited about this too. <laughs> never it got was, to. It was actually one of my favorite things. Like, oh, I can finally show everyone what River Run looks like. It'd be perfect. Okay. And Sembu hates Ademil with a passion. Right. He, he, he didn't like you, but yeah. he hates Ademil. Right. So Ademil's worried that he'd notice him from like a distance. Oh, so yeah. he says, go in there, watch him, but take no action. He is very dangerous. Don't engage. And don't engage. Just keep an eye on him. Right. And he's going to go around to the window and peek in through there and keep an eye on both of you. Yeah. So well, first of all, roll me a disguise, which would be what? Oof. In the new rules. Deception? Deception, yes. Deception. Roll me a deception. This is gonna go bad. Six. Plus? Oops. Nothing. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So you pull your cloak over. Yeah. But your right ear is <laughs> sticking right out. Now you don't see it, right unfortunately, <laughs> but it's sticking right out there. Right. And you enter the bar. The bar is relatively busy. Yeah. Uh, there's a good amount of people, so it's not too bad. And you can see Cebu basically sitting at the bar right around here. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives you partial blocking because at the corner of that bar is this giant wooden carved ironwood thing. And ironwood is a natural green tint, like a bluish green tint to the wood. Uh-huh. There's all these intricate leaves coming off. It, look, it looks like a giant vine that is reaching up and then wrapping around to hold up the ceiling. Oh, what was the name of the bar? Jack's. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so there's like just tables like standing mm-hmm. about? Yeah, people, okay. bartenders moving about. I'm gonna <laughs> just try and like casually get over to a, like, a table, but like 
try and sit with maybe like other people if I can just to not look like I'm the lone kid. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. I would like you to then, uh, so I want you to roll stealth, first okay. of all, to move to the bar. Yeah, right, <laughs> the sexy stuff you have, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Okay, eight plus five, so yeah. thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so you can, you know, you know, you very, you know, you don't attract a lot of attention. You quietly go to your bar. Fortunately, it's your left ear, yeah. so it's not facing <laughs> towards him. <laughs> and God. there's a couple tables. Yeah. Uh, one table is all elves. Looks, it looks, it looks like high elves from how they're addressed, the way they're sitting, and what they're drinking. Uh, there's one table with dwarves, which uh -huh. is a little, which is a, which is a little odd. The rest are mainly humans. There's an occasional halfling or whatever, but uh -huh. mostly just humans in this bar. This is kind of the bar where you would come as a human to get mm -hmm. the wild off experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the tourist ooh, attraction. Ooh, there's a vine. Ooh, it's so Turn wild elf. Take a picture of yeah. a statue. It's the same kind of thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a tree. Yeah. What are the high elves talking about? Okay, uh, I want you to roll a perception. <laughs> Lying, cheating, <laughs> stealing, <laughs> taking everybody's shit. Take your races everywhere else. <laughs> uh, 17. Oh, the humans have given up much of their gold. Yes, they perhaps they shall give up more if we can trick them into giving I some turn away. more of their gold. Oh, oh, I stole the first bone this morning. <laughs> I'm not sitting with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Uh, <laughs> what are they, gypsies? We're all a band of gypsies. <laughs> Gypsy high elves. <laughs> the, can I find, like, a table with humans that are talking about, like, casual things and just try to slip into, like, conversation and yeah. be like, Roll me another perception Okay, because I'm not sitting with those kids. Uh, 12. Yeah, you hear some humans who are, like, clearly they're merchants, mm -hmm. and this is the first time they've been to Riverrun. The first time right. they've gone through the Ironwood. They're from the north and they're actually from a town near the bluffs and they've taken an entire wagon full of ore all the way across the bluffs, all the way down into Riverrun. This is mm -hmm. the first time it's a uh, father, two of his sons, and then I guess another hired hand, maybe a cousin, because they all seem very familiar with each other. Right take up like the tour guide kind of, I guess, approach and kind of sit down and be like, ah, first time in River Run. First know? time in the Iron, in the Iron, yeah. in the Iron Wood. I am What do you think of it all? <laughs> like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're all relative. Like, oh yeah, this is our first time. These are my sons. Yeah, George. Ah! <laughs> and Carl. George and Carl. These are my sons, George and Carl. My name is Brett. Jeffrey. <laughs> My name is Jeffrey, these are my sons George and Carl, and this is my cousin, <laughs> Brett. <laughs> Getting them all in. Yeah. <laughs> all right, oh, hi, so, hello, hello. Hello, and uh, I'm gonna introduce myself as something else. Oh. Yeah, because... Which is, that's what, that's what, that's uh, what name. That's what, huh? Yeah, I really like this, I can turn it, I can turn it around finally. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get myself in trouble with this, but, uh... Elfina? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Hi, I'm Elfina. <laughs> Oh wow, that must be a family name. <laughs> oh yes, it is. Goes back rather far. <laughs> so that what? Sounds so authentic. I know it sounds so real. I feel like I'm having the true Iron experience. An elf and, nearby shoots <laughs> on the floor. The house. I'm like, ah. So what? And he, he basically, like most traveling salesmen, yeah. he just launch. You know, says, "Oh, how are you?" And then launches a little bit into his pitch. They right. have this ore that they've pulled up from the iron. Um, sorry, from the bluffs, and it's it's all very nice silver ore. Mm -hmm. And they're just kind of 
getting the, basically they're trying to cut the middleman out because normally people would get the ore, mm -hmm. sell it to a reseller who has caravans, you know, established, would then bring it all the way down themselves, and they would get a percentage. They are trying to cut out the middleman right. and take it directly here. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty excited about their first trip. Right. But he turns to you and he kind of like looks to the left and right, and, and he's like, "We found something else though," and he pulls out a pink stone. And as soon as he pulls Wait, it out, I know what this is. no. But as soon as he pulls it out, it begins to glow brightly. And everyone turns to look at this brightly glowing stone, including Sebu. So I would like a deception roll for okay. you to remain hidden, please. Uh, I wish those things would show up weirdly. Why can't it be stolen? One did. One of her crew stole one. It was in his backstory. None of you paid attention, and it only came to light because you got lucky. So I do throw them in. You just don't look for them. Oh, 19. Nice. So you see the stone glowing. Kind of turn your head real quick. Feel your ear exposed quickly bring the hood down Fixed over it them. and just kind of turn to the side. You see Sebu glare back, look at the stone, glare more and turn back, just like, you know, humans, uh, and just ignore magic. them. Yep. I hate magic. They, she doesn't seem no to know They quickly is... put the stone back. Yeah. And it's like, it's been, it's been glowing faintly ever since we entered the woods, but I've never seen anything like that. Uh, that is strange indeed. <laughs> just like mm. no, that's okay. You're right. su you're as surprised by it as yeah. everyone else. That's yeah, perfectly like, valid. Yeah, like I'm taking like a back, you know, kind of like uh, perception. But perception. Okay, I'm good at this. You are good at perception. Twenty-two. Nice. So you're a little startled by this. You're yeah. not quite sure what to make of it. Mm -hmm. As you are kind of leaning back and trying to think for a sec, your eyes kind of drift, and you notice enter two humans walk around the bar. So basically, come in, walk through the main area walk around the bar, you see one of them nod at Cebu, who returns the nod, and then they vanish into that area there. Not vanish, they step through a door. It's not like ta-da! No, they step through a doorway and are out of, and are out of the main bar. Uh, he returns to his drink. He's mm -hmm. drinking a glass of water, now that right. you notice. Finishes it, and about a minute later, gets up and starts moving towards that door too. Your eyes go to the window where Ademiel is mm -hmm. and he kind of nods and makes a motion like he's gonna go around and pick right. a different window yeah. and try and find where they are yeah. and nods for you to follow. First I'm gonna try and see if I can get the secret or the stone from them maybe. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so I'm gonna be like, you know, that's real strange, but you know, maybe I could take it from you and I could figure out what it is and I could get back to you on it. Uh, and, you know, well, kinda... you know, we are looking to sell it. How much are we talking here? Kind of looks at his sons and he's like, 20 gold? Official right. ironwood currency. <laughs> Actually, you know what? There is official ironwood so currency. Like well, every, <laughs> you know, every city. No. <laughs> Different colors. <laughs> what would it be for the ironwood? Come on. Acorns. Wooden coins. Wooden coins, yeah. Because they'd be like steel. <laughs> so it's wooden coins. Now, they're officially under Brennus. So officially, they should be using the Bernoulliant coin which they don't use. Now, it's used in River Run because there's like kind of an, you know, an exchange back and forth, but for the most part, the Wild Elves use their own money, which is another thing they do that which really fucking annoys the, the kingdom of Brennus, but what are they gonna do? Right. They've tried right. to go into the Ironwood before, that went very badly, and they well, haven't gone back since. Well, cottage industry of like the uh, you know, exchange program yeah. and you know, make some money off That's it, what know? they do in River Run, right. absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, he, says 20, he says 20 gold. 
I'm just gonna yeah. just you kind of you really don't have a lot of time to negotiate. Because I don't want to with this right now. I have but, other things to be. So he know. hands you a gem that's roughly like if you had your hand open like this, you'd be mm -hmm. able to hold it like that. Nice. Right, and that <laughs> instantly gets put away. <laughs> yeah, and when you hold it, by the so by the way, as soon as, yeah. you, as, soon as your hands touch it, it <laughs> vibrates right. with power and glows even brighter. And they kind of look at each other a little oddly because they recognize it too, and you quickly shove it away, but it clearly is reacting to you. Right. No, it's just elf stone. <laughs> yeah, elf stone. <laughs> yeah. Elf stone. It detects elves. So. <laughs> just kind of like, just stash it real quick and You guys be wish like... you had an elf stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you put it real fast into your bag, yeah. and then? And I'm just going to make make it like I have, like I just suddenly remember something, I'm going to be like, oh, I forgot I was meeting someone. Oh, and like, so you know, nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, right. And then like, like they all up. wait. They all wait. One of the sons like opens up a book like real, real fast. He's like Flale Takali, and he's like really. He tried to say, you know, you know, may health be with you. Right. And he actually said, health bring you to a river and drown you. And you understand what he was trying <laughs> right. to say, but it was like, yeah, thanks, kid. I just yeah. kind of like did the proper response and was kind of just like. Eh. And he looks very, very happy. Yeah. You know, very, very, I'm like, came to him, I'm like, oh, welcome to the river and have a great time. Yeah, that? You know? <laughs> so the people at like the bar, are they looking at this door? That they no, 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 no. I mean, people have gone in and out of that. Right. So that oh, so seems, it's just to, okay. it seems to be at least publicly accessible. Right, okay, well, I'm just gonna open this door, right. door and open it. So you just kind of walk over to the door and open it. A smaller room with two doors leading out. You're assuming that one goes just out the back. Right. And then there's another one there. Uh -huh. But you caught a glimpse of that hallway as you were walking up. Right. So I'm going to go through that door because I assume they went to something to do over here. You open the probably... door and it's an empty hallway. Mm-hmm. Like no doors? No, there's four okay. doors. Sorry, there's right. four doors and a window. Okay. But there's no one in this hallway. Okay. Or anything else. Or, any, or anything Apparently. else. Yeah, there's it's not a rug. Well, there's a rug and some torches and maybe oh, like so a box. It's not so empty, really. It's <laughs> empty. a hallway. There's a hallway <laughs> and void of people that also has some shit in it. Okay? <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be a hallway because it has people in it. Okay, you know what? <laughs> You're not there. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I, like, walk up to doors and hear, like, listen for voices? Absolutely. I okay. want you to roll perception. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, 10. Okay. It takes you about a minute and you're listening to all the doors. You can definitely hear noise, obviously, from these doors yeah. here. You can hear a little bit of noise, you think, from this one and voices from this one, but you're not sure. After a second, Audemil kind of ducks around this corner, peeks in through the window, and does this. And so, so he's. That one? Mm hmm. Exactly. And then okay. vanishes back around the corner. Okay. Walls up to that door and try and listen a little harder. Roll <laughs> perception. Okay. I'm going to get smacked in the face of the door. 14 plus 6, so 20. 20. Okay. You can hear this. Okay, you're listening to people talk. And as mm -hmm. you're listening, you're gathering the names of the other two humans. One of them is named Tiago Reese, or Tiago, because they probably wouldn't be Tiago Reese. Hello, Aram Bartier. Tiago Reese. How are you today? I have problems with how you have been conducting this, Tiago Reese. <laughs> One of them is named Tiago, and one of them is named LaFleur. Uh, fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah, die. <laughs> no, uh, don't kill him. He still has a lot of ways to go. Oh, that's okay. true. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you on no, dry land, no. Baron? This yeah. happened exactly... Well, he's at a place where there's a port where there's a really, really wide river. 
This round, you are listening and you hear the one named LaFleur thanking Cebu for joining him and his compatriot, which he introduces as Tiago Reese. So he would say the whole name at that point. Uh, he explains, I'm sorry, LaFleur ex ex explains that he requires more of the mud after losing a ship in Ani. Cebu removes three small jars from his cloak, all roughly two-thirds full of sparkling blue dirt, and places them on the table. Baron Lafleur responds in kind by adding a velvet bag the size of an apple, so filled with platinum that a few coins tumble out of the top. I gather all this from listening because I'm. Well, so I guess you can. A no, there. there's a keyhole, so she's listening and oh, she's looking for a okay. keyhole. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was like, wow, like, I'm gathering. I know lots, like, so. that is exactly 78 platinum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I got Scotchadoro in me. Sorry, there is a the uh, rain, keyhole. The rain so man of hearing. You're looking and then you're looking and you're listening. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Keep listening. Keep listening. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll again, please. Okay. Uh, 16. Nice. Okay, as they're going through this, Tiago stands up and suggests that the mud hardly matters, as it only allows them to know the player's general location. Oh, they're in the city of Ani, are they? It's a rather vague, mystical bowl you've, you have there. Cebu tells them that it's because the water they use is not pure enough. Because what they've been doing right. is they've just been using water mm -hmm. and adding seeker stones to it and going with that. He says to pinpoint where someone is, you have to go to the root of an ironwood tree, take the water directly from it, form a pool at the base of it, and sprinkle the mud in there. Mm -hmm. So on, on the go, they can get a general idea right. if they do it from a boat or wherever, which is what they were doing. But if they really want to pinpoint someone's lo location, they have to do it from a tree. That's only Fridays in Ani right now. What's that? They're only Fridays in Ani right now. Right, but this may have been from an earlier thing. Remember, they haven't had mud for a while, because you blew up the ship a long time ago. That's so right. that was the last ah, location they knew, right? <laughs> that's exactly. What you get. That's yeah. what you get. Yep. <laughs> yep. You want to keep listening? Your next ship. Right. <laughs> Do you want to keep listening? You're... Yeah. Roll me again. Okay. Oh, 23 plus 6. <laughs> Barry LaFleur places a bowl of water on the table, opens a jar, and sprinkles some of the mud into it. The general will do for now he says, as the bowl glows with a cobalt hue. Suddenly, mud and water rush upwards and solidify to form a miniature version of the Union for a few seconds before collapsing back into the bowl. The three of them kind of look at each other, surprised, and nod and begin to clean up. They, ex they exchange coins for dirt. Sebu nods curtly at them and leaves. Okay, so I'm gonna, like, rush down the hallway and go through that door, and then I'll just go out this door that goes outside. Okay. So I, just, I, I just want to get out, like gotcha. I want to be seen. You hear the doorknob turn next to you. Now there are a bunch of trees, and there are some like large barrels out here, right? And right. there's like a little path kind of around the side, uh -huh. and then just trees everywhere all throughout, all throughout this area. Okay. Yeah, I'll try and duck behind there. All right, roll me a deception. Stealth? Oh, yeah, no, no that, yes. makes, that makes more yes, sense, I'm actually. Give me a stealth. Ten. Ten. Okay, so you're hiding behind the barrels. And they're right. not done. might not be expecting to look for anything. So yeah. you got lucky. <laughs> and you see the ones that are apparently named LaFleur and Tiago mm -hmm. leave and start walking down towards the river. Sebu doesn't come out that way. So okay. you're assuming Sebu is still in the bar. Right. Um, or at least making his way through it. Are they like not looking back or mm -hmm. are they? No, they're just walking. Yeah, okay. they don't seem to be looking anywhere. 
Yeah. Well, she's not here for them. <laughs> I don't know not, him. No, no, no. I know that this is metagaming. Right. We're just having right. fun. Yeah, no, she's not here for like, them. You could just shoot him in the head. You are <laughs> here for the mud. Right. At least, well, I mean, you're here for, you know, you're definitely here for Sebu. You right. want him first. But you also went after him because he stole the fucking mud and a right. bow. You assume yeah. he's got the bow on him, but the mud's leaving that way. Right. They have the mud, like all yep. three jars? All three jars. Um, You're all like, get that fucking mud. Uh, oh, and but, good luck following us, Goldilocks grabbing hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go like, come to the union, you bitch. Right. So let's get in Has there. Has Adamiel showed up around the corner yet at all, or anything from him? No, Adamiel's not no. shown up around the studio's okay. uh, corner, so um, he must have gone this way. Right. Okay, so I'm going to, like, slink up next to this window. I'll cool. sneak like. Um, These two kind of go on, right. continuing towards the boat. Okay. You sneak in and glance through here. Roll perception. Okay. 23 plus. That will do it. So you rolled a critical. You easily see him in the middle of the bar. You also spot Otamiel at that window there. Okay. And he sees you two and makes a little signal to you that we're gonna that when that when he leaves, let's take him. Okay. You, you got all the proof you need at this point. Right. Yeah. And and sad to watch the jars leave, but. He's my priority. Mm -hmm. So so he's just like, is he walking toward the door to yes, leave? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I'm just going to go around that way. It's past all the windows? Yes. Sneaking by each window and kind of like ducking in. Yes. Like as okay. I like go I want, to see that, you know. I want two stealth rolls and okay. two perception rolls. Okay. So we'll do stealth first. So 15 mm -hmm. and uh, 9. So... So this That's one's 15. good, right? Yeah. And you get to here. Hang on, one second. Okay. Oh. Hey, you get to here, and you just there's like a there's like a couple wooden law well like like boards that are leaned up against it. They're obviously using to repair some of the shutters. You didn't yeah. quite see them, and you leaned, and then just boom, and a whole tumble and a and a crash. You see Sebu look back, lock eyes with you, and bolt. Yeah. Runs right up to the right. door. <laughs> Initiative. Okay. Thirteen. Okay, Sebu goes first. So you, you you see the door burst open. Yeah. Run, 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 and you hear a wait right there, and you whoop, and you hear a vip. Arrow being fired. He misses though. Automil misses. No. Sebu kind of ducks out of the way right at the right time and yeah. continues to run. Ademiel goes after him, though. Ademiel uh -huh. is just boom, there. Right. He simply is there by the time you come around blocking okay. his uh, blocking his path with a bow up. Stand down, Sebu. We have questions for you. Okay. And he's, like, full attention on him. Mm -hmm. You uh, Basically, Sebu's taking yeah. out daggers and is going right. for, well, a short swords and is going for him. Right, okay, You're so up. I pull out bow and, like, not, you know, kind of pull it back and, like, kind of thing, and I go, like, do what he says, you know, kind of thing. I'm, he like, doesn't see you right now. He's charging out of me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to, okay, fine. Then I'm going to hold it, and I'm just going to start, like, stepping forward but not saying anything. Cause, just like, waiting for yeah, him to get nose, yeah. and if, if he does, let right. it go. Yeah. Are you, what kind of arrow are you firing? Uh, the sleep one. Okay. So he continues to charge it looks like he's going to basically put he's going to try and put both right. arrows right into Ademiel. Ademiel is waiting to fire two until he gets clear he's like no snow do not do not do this <laughs> right this will not go well for you several right and uh you fire first you 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 do the opportunity to fire okay, first you will fire higher first. take a Please. shot 
do I get like stealth on this or something? Because he hasn't noticed me? Or no, like... you don't have any sneak okay. attacks, non-rogue. All right. I mean, I'm just, you know, trying to go for what I can. Okay, so... From far distance, you're, hey, get out of my turf. Uh, Release your arrow and Adoro appears in front of it. Sneak attacks him. Like, ah, eight plus six is 14. Oh, right? Because you got a plus six with your bow, so eight yeah. plus six is 14. That will hit. Okay, Roll cool. me a die eight for damage. Yay. And he's at full health, so I can't yep. do another one. And plus three. Plus four, I'm sorry. Uh, five. Okay, you purposefully kind of lead right to his right, and you cut him on his arm. Okay. You don't put the arrow into him. You just cut his flesh, because you know that'll be enough to get right. the toxin into yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> he rolled a two. Go so it's like, boom, and he stumbles for a second. He looks back. He's like, you thump. Out cold. Me. That's right. No. Nope. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> well, you got him quick. Right. Uh, do you tell Adamil what you saw? What, in the room? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to relay that information. Where did the others go? They walked around the building and walked off, but I couldn't follow because I had to deal with him. He grabs him and pulls him a little bit into the woods. Yeah. And you two quickly tie him up, yeah. gag him to a, a tree, make sure right. he's bound, take out his weapons, and go sprinting after awesome. where these guys went. Uh, I need perception rolls. Okay. How many? Just one? One for right now. Okay. Uh, 15. Okay. Automil's looking and looking, but you spot them first. They okay. are about, they're basically walking onto the deck of a ship, a small two-masted ship that's right in the flow. Okay. <laughs> my point, you know, yeah. kind of do the thing we did earlier. Okay. Um, and then be like, should we try and, you know. You turn to tap on Automil, yeah. and Automil is suddenly glowing. There's this weird purple and pink energy, and he starts to be, he starts to fade and be translucent in certain ways. And he looks like he's in a different place, staring to someone else, and you hear him speak. And he's like, Torvik, how? And then he starts to fade. Uh-huh. What do you do? Kind of just like, huh? Like, like, you know, kind of like, what's going on? And I'm like, Amiel, what's going on? You know? And he turns to you and he reaches out and he's, he's like, Rena, I do not. And he reaches for you. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I grab for him. Okay, cool. <laughs> you grab his arm. Yeah. You vanish. There's this weird sensation of travel as if, you know, like when you're, when you're sleeping, you have a dream where you step into a hole mm -hmm. and your whole body feels like it plummets. There's right. that weird feeling of falling even though you're not falling. Yeah. Imagine that mm -hmm. for about a minute. Just this constant sensation of falling and then all of a sudden, boom. You're at the top of a stone tower in the middle of a bright, clear, grassy field. There is an army situated in front of this tower. They have catapults and ogres and orcs and goblins and a big, huge battling ram and seem to be setting up camp about 10 miles north of where you are. You turn to the left and there is a dwarf and a very regal, dark-skinned woman staring at you at the top of this tower. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of God's Fall. If you want to help support the show, we have links to our Patreon account and to our official God's Fall t-shirts at godsfall.com. You can also really help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes. So thank you for listening, Happy New Year, and we will see you all next week. This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com.